The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the show, everyone. We have John Hayden on the line, the founder of Inbound Zombie. John, welcome. Hi, Byron. How are you? Thanks. For Pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Should be fun. <laughs> we have an interesting uh, guest that is a social media uh, expert and guru and marketing guru for nonprofits. An interesting combination. Is is working for nonprofits in fact profitable? Uh, yeah, and it keeps me very very busy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you know, us a little and, bit and, about and your angle and, and your your uh, your position and and then trying to help great organizations. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically what I do is my, my background is I, I primarily worked at for-profit companies, okay, software companies. I worked for a media company. I have to start in the late 90s. Um, healthcare companies. I worked for Blue Cross Massachusetts, right? And, you, you know, one thing led to the next, and I had to, um, you know, really think about how I was living my life. Like, what kind of meaning am I really creating for other people? And there's only so far that money can get you. You know, it reaches a diminished point, point of return. So, you know, you can make so much, but happiness is, it takes a lot more to be happy. And so I really started, um, concurrently I started working with, like, nonprofits kind of on the side, outside of my for-profit corporate type of work, and really found that there was a good fit. Like, the, the, the knowledge that I had, the experience that I had, they were able to get such a huge return from what I was doing for them, um, you know, it made me think, well, hey, maybe I can do this more because I like it. It makes me happy knowing that I'm actually having an indirect impact on something that's creating value in people's lives, you know. So, for example, um, you know, an organization that really fights to eliminate um, spinal muscular atrophy, okay, to me, I feel great when I'm able to impact that organization as opposed to selling another piece of software to somebody else who can just use that to make more money for their own for-profit company. You know, John, so uh, why the focus yeah. on nonprofits? I mean, in, in general, um, was it was it the passion that you're speaking of here? Was it just the fact that you thought there was really some some noise that you could make within the social media sphere with nonprofits because of the yeah. cause related issues and you know heart throbbing uh, you know uh, you know uh, interest people have in, in some of these groups? Yeah, you know, I think there were really three things. First was the passion that I had, okay? Um, and fee- again, I need to sleep at night, okay? <laughs> and I love the fact that a, a nonprofit that I work with, they can actually get more results as res- you know, from working together, right? Second is that it, fo- the focus on the nonprofit area enabled me as a business person to really focus on a niche so that using the web to market myself, it was a, l- a lot easier for me to... Um, to create authority in a specific space, 
all right? And then the third reason that I decided to focus on it was that there was such a huge learning gap that I could easily fill, okay? Um, nonprofits in general, and I'm not talking about all of them, but in general they are a little bit, you know, behind the curve in terms of adopting technology and being marketing um, savvy, okay? So the gap was much easier to fill as opposed to me doing social media for, like, Google, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm getting at? So sure. Those are, the, you know, those are the three things that I... Tell me a little bit about how with. you establish authority in a niche like nonprofits. What, what, you know, what did you have to bring to the table, and what made you become this authority that you now are in the nonprofit space? Okay. Well, I just want to clarify, I'm not, like, the authority. Um, but, <laughs> Who is, but, by the but, way? Oh, for sure, and there's no, there are no, the only expert, I'm an expert to the extent that I have actually gotten experience, I've gotten results, okay? There's, <laughs> there are many areas that I'm not an expert in, okay? Um, but, uh, so, so the process of getting authority, like how I went about doing that, is that, is that the question? Yeah, yeah. And, and okay. how do you define authority, by the way? Mm, okay. Yes. Followers. Really, really interesting. Yeah. No, I think authority has to do with people trusting you. That's one factor. Um, authority also has to do with a certain amount of expertise. And I don't know if you've you probably read Tim Ferriss, you know, the mm -hmm. four-hour workweek guy. Um, mm -hmm. I was, you know, in his book, he basically said, you know, for you to be an expert, you don't have to know everything about a specific topic. You just have to know more than the average, like a lot more than the average, and then you're an expert, okay? Um, so in terms of the authority piece, though, it really was a lot of work. I mean, this, this I've been working on this for about three years, like, you know, doing this business, and I uh, really did a number of different strategies, but one was knowing what the competition was, the quote-unquote competition, like who else out in the world, who's blogging and writing about, um, social media for nonprofits. Okay, so mm -hmm. I did some research, found like the key players that I can all put on, you know, maybe 10 people, let's say. Okay, and then I asked myself, how are they talking about it? Are they talking about it in very general terms? Are they, um, you know, are they using video or not? How are they, how, what's the content look like? And how can I talk about it differently that might be more useful? Okay. And what I realized is that um, a lot of what I was seeing out there was uh, kind of more general terms like, oh, yeah, social media is good. You should be out there on the web. It's a great thing to, st quote, unquote, start a conversation, right? Um, so there was, I found you know, good stuff out there, and that, that content is very valuable. But I felt like what was missing was the tactical stuff. Like, okay, I have a YouTube page. How do I make it look really cool and create a YouTube theme and do all this tactical stuff, right? So I just started putting out tons of that type of content, and people started subscribing and, and getting a lot of value out of what I was writing. Um, and, you know, I had case studies and so forth I was writing about. So um, I think it's a combination of connecting with the right people and, you know, forming good relationships with them so that when you're ready to kind of launch off into that authority pool, they, they're helping you. They're like grabbing your ankles and like launching you into that pool. Um, 
but you, you kind of have to have the content and the you, have, you really have to have the expertise to back it up too. You just, just can't be like, oh yeah, I'm the big expert, and then when people look under the hood, it's like there's nothing there. You know. Mm. When you're working with clients, what what tools and technology are you using to assess what's going on and and begin to develop plans and strategies, and and then on top of that, track performance? Are there any tools and technologies that you recommend and could talk a little bit about? Yeah, uh, it, I actually have a requirement with almost every single client I work with <clears throat> that they have to use Google Analytics, okay? Um, because that's a way that I can be accountable to them, right? It's good for me to say, hey, Twitter's so great and Facebook is this and that, but if they're not getting real results that they can attribute back to me, then they're probably not going to recommend me to somebody else. So I, I tell people, like, you have to install Google Analytics. Here, I'll help you how to do it first, okay? And then I um, have access to that account, too, so I can actually see from my end, you know, without using any username and password, um, I could see literally what's going on in terms of the actual traffic as the result of the work that we're doing together. And then I can kind of guide the strategy based on that, you know, among many things. Um, so, but what I, do, what I do is I find out what the, what the problem is. Like, what are, they, what are they looking to do? What's the business goal? Are they looking just to create awareness? Are they looking to increase fundraising? Um, what have they done that's working? Um, and what are they, like, what's not working? What are they trying to do? A lot of work I do is, is you know, 50% strategy stuff, but a lot of it is the tactical, like, oh, you need a blog. Great. I'm going to build you a blog. Here's your blog, you know. So it's that type <laughs> yep. of, like, installing, installing stuff, you know, like installations, mm -hmm. you know. Um, right. But the two, are, the two are closely related, you know, the strategy and the, the uh, install. What, what's your take on ghostwriting and ghostwriting for ghost clients writing. And, and helping them get started and jumpstart what they're doing? Um, you know what? Honestly, I, have not, <clears throat> I don't have much to say on that topic. <laughs> so officially for this interview, <laughs> no. Um, right. I, I, you know, honestly, I, I haven't really encountered like a ghostwriting, like that issue. Nonprofits asking me about it. So honestly, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I, I, Informed enough to even have an opinion on it, you know. Good, good, um, good, 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 good know, neutral answer to a tough question. Yeah. What, yeah, what about yeah. the, you know, the, the 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 overall measurement for social media, uh, you know, investment. You know what? You, know, you mentioned some good points. What is the client trying to accomplish? Is it awareness? Is it brand building? Is it fundraising? You know, and are you getting as granular to be part of, you know, performance measurement with really what anybody can come at you with what they want? Or are you, you know, trying to be more granular with improving traffic, you know, increasing conversations? You know, t tell us a little bit about the performance measurement that you have really uh, helped, it, you know, uh, get results for? Yeah, I think the, what, the best, the easiest way to measure social media, because it's hard, it is really hard to, to say, okay, this person donated because you did this thing on Twitter, okay? Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's really hard to have that direct line of um, cause and effect, okay? Mm -hmm. um, but, so what you can measure is you can measure things like traffic. You can basically measure anything that's a click, okay? Traffic, um, coming to the site, uh, engagement is really easy to measure on Twitter. There, there are a whole bunch of things you can measure on a Facebook page as well. 
um, and then you can you know measure click throughs on on links and so forth. So the the general idea is to measure the 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 engagement rather than the the financial transaction part. You know, at, at least initially. You know. Mm. Um, and then you can eventually, because especially for non profits that are just starting out in social media, their executives boards they really do push. We need to see a return on this, okay? Um, but it's difficult because social media you're not going to get a return right away. Like you're not going to have people donating just because you're on Twitter. It's just not going to happen. And nonprofits need to they need to understand that, you know. And there's certainly no silver bullet either. You know, it has to work gonna, email marketing, direct mail, and all that. Let's take a break, everybody. We'll be back in, a, in just a couple minutes with a few more tough questions uh, for John. Back in a second. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, makes its way to Denver, June 21st through 23rd. Register today at AFFCOM. 2010.com. AFCON 2010 is different from those other affiliate trade shows designed for the affiliate manager, where you can pay up to $1,500 just on a single registration. That's why AFCON 2010 offers you an alternative, a show that's free for affiliates, not to mention over 80% of our attendees are affiliates. AFCON 2010 brings you a wide range of sessions, essential for significant affiliate marketing achievement. Plus, we are proud to be working with Search Engine Strategies to present an additional day of all new search engine marketing sessions and tracks. Add unbeatable nighttime networking capped off by WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate bash, and you have the complete affiliate trade show experience for free. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCOM2010.com. That's AFFCOM2010.com. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with Revenue Wire, conversions have increased dramatically. Revenue Wire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and Avonquest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Hi, welcome to the SEO shop. How may I help you? Oh, hi. I'm looking for something for my website. Well, I could slip your website into a sleek web campaign. Hmm, okay. Our professional internet marketing experts can custom tailor your web campaign with our SEO services, and by the time we're finished, your website will have such high organic search rankings that it'll turn the heads off of Google, Yahoo, and Bing. I would love that. SEO-shop.com. The experts in professional internet marketing services. Let us research, plan, execute, and succeed on your web campaign today with SEO-shop.com. Best search strategies. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
And now back to life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Back on the show here. Thanks uh, everyone for listening in with John Hayden. John, what do you think the the future of, of social marketing looks like for the nonprofit world? Is it just growing exponentially? Is it becoming a, a, a critical element to success for nonprofit organizations? Is the guerrilla marketing wave really hitting nonprofits? You know, with, with social media kind of causing the causing the the wave. Yeah. Uh, well, which question do you want me to answer? Uh, um, there were about seven I, I there, think, so take a pick. Well, I, <laughs> I think you know. I mean. I think nonprofits, you know, they they have to, they really have to catch up. They really have to catch up. Um, and I think, you know, they're, they're doing great work, but, uh, you know, a lot of nonprofits, they start the organization, they're, they're really, you know, thought leaders in, in, say, you know, cancer research and so forth. But unfortunately, they don't have that marketing hat. They don't have it. And so that's, that's, that's a big disadvantage in many ways. Um, but I think as the... You know, I have a few clients who call, who call who've said to me, "Look, we need to get this thing going with Facebook and Twitter because guess what? Our average donor is a seventy-year-old lady, and she just doesn't use Facebook." Okay, mm-hmm. so in order for an, for an organization to continue, they have to like look at social media in some way. And again, it's not it's it should be used with direct mail, email marketing, a bunch of other things. But it's one thing that really needs to be considered, especially now for the future, right? Facebook last month just beat Google in a traffic referral, right? So basically, Facebook is generating more referral traffic than than Google, like direct referring directly to sites, mm-hmm. and that has to do with that people are sharing more. That's really what it's about. Like we have this culture now where you know um, you have a certain age group, and they're just they're used to sharing. I have a really cool thing I want to share. I have a tip. I'm going to share it with my friend. You know, um, and I think non you know nonprofits kind of need to get into that that um, that mindset. Tr- that wave, yeah, yeah, that mindset. You know, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting to me because if you think about fundraising as it's known, uh, you know, you know, on today's date, and, and, and typically there are often events and social activities that are that are part of the fundraising effort. It would seem to me that, that social media is, in fact, the ideal place for for nonprofits and fundraising events to, to follow um, the path of. You know, am I wrong about that, or, or is it is it all about the thoughts and opinions and passion of these people that have that can share experiences of lost lost loved ones and and other things and it's just it's just ripe out there john isn't it i mean it you couldn't have a more fertile environment uh for, for social media marketing than than nonprofits yep. it's incredible i'm telling you you know why because check it out when you go and you buy um let's say you buy buy a new pair of pants at the gap okay how many people, do you really care about those pair of pants? No, you put your pair of pants on, you go to work, right? But if you have a sister that has breast cancer, that's going to be very, that's going to hit you, okay? And you're going to want to share and talk about that experience and fight for that cause. Nonprofits have a huge leg up in that one respect, is that people want to talk about the stuff that they're doing. Not everybody will, but the people that are already talking about your 
you know, breast cancer or Haiti, that's what you can hook into instantly with, with social media. That's what's cool is you get hooked into these conversations that are already happening. You know, they find out about your organization. They want to get involved. If it's a right fit for them, they get involved. Then you have an event. They can use social media to, to promote that. You know, it's, it's, um, it is, it's very ripe, especially because these conversations are happening right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many experiences that we can share in, in the nonprofit world is, is you know, is, is, is giving people an outlet very often to, uh, to show uh, appreciation for someone's life that may have been lost or uh, a bad situation that, that could get better with funding. Um, and the, the expression, you know, it has got to be there for people on Facebook. Have you done any crunching and analysis of people talking about their, 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 their affiliation with nonprofit organizations and how much chatter is going on at Facebook and Twitter and how many conversations are, 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 or even content is being put out there right now for organizations? I mean, it must be a field day, No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. You know, I did, I did, um, I did some work with an organization called Epic Change last year, um, and oh my God, I even have PowerPoint in front of me. Um, let me just see. I have it on my laptop. It'll take a minute to pull up, but um, we we measured a lot of things. One of them was was conversations, like how many tweets are happening, how many posts on Twitter, how many um, you know videos up on YouTube, how many uh, photos on Flickr like around this particular, um, you know, particular event. Um, and one thing, you know, just as a side note, one thing that I often recommend to nonprofits, if they're going to use social media to raise money, make it a short window. Say, look, we're doing this thing for 24 hours. Get on board and talk about it. That's it. Because people are busy. Even though they love your nonprofit, they're totally passionate about it, they're busy. If you give them 24 hours, then they know, okay, cool, 24 hours, I can do that, great. And they'll do it because it's, it's actionable, you know, mm-hmm. it's simple. Um, now, but, yeah, we, we did track a lot of, um, in that particular example, we tracked a lot of the, the chatter, the conversations that were happening, you know. Right, right. Um, one example of that that's kind of interesting, uh, over the holidays, um, and I can only imagine that if a campaign were launched you know, that a social media campaign promoting this particular event, it could have been sensational and really interesting. But um, Jimmy Choo, famous, you know, uh, designer, um, had a project uh, that was affiliated with uh, the Elton John uh, AIDS Foundation, and they produced a whole line of product which featured these uh, very interesting, very graphic uh, shoes and handbags and, and, uh, you know, uh, wallets and it's a beautiful line. I bought my wife a piece, and um, it it struck me as very powerful. And I wanted to partake in it because we had just come back from a trip to Africa where we, where we visited an orphanage, the very orphanage that Elton John had 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 built several homes on this orphanage. So we felt super close to this to this you know this 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 effort by Jimmy Choo. Not to mention my wife loves fashion anyway, but but it was you know like it was a, it was a direct connect. You know, and and if I had even seen a, a you know a, a tweet on that and a Facebook account on that, a Facebook post on that, you know, I would have been interested in that. You know, um, and with the tracking going along, you know, these days of knowing where people traveled and 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 you know their interest and you know somebody could have looked at 
you know, some documentation I have about the trip or listen to the show, and they could have put those that content together, you know, that I just went to Africa, you know, that I, that I went to the, the, uh, the orphanage, did Elton John, built a couple houses, and boom, if I just magically seen a tweet or a piece of content related to this cause, boom, I probably would have donated, you know, but, and, which I did anyway on my own because I stumbled on it. But do you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like it's all right there in front of you for this, this fundraising drive. Don't you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with it. And and you know, it's interesting because the there are uh, what I see happening in the future is that that content, the chatter, you're going to see tools that are going to refine it so nicely so that you, that nonprofit can easily say, "Hey, here's what people are talking about us on Facebook, Twitter, and all this stuff." And, you know, push that content out to to the right places so that they can create even more awareness. But, mm-hmm. but I think you're right. It's still we're still at a time where these conversations are happening, but they're like very, very disconnected. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they they need to they'll they'll get pulled together over time. You know. Yeah. Well, you're going to be the guy that pulls them together, John. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm you glad know, it's on your shoulders, is- not mine. But these are all good ideas. Are there any secrets to pitching business, you know, for these nonprofits? I mean, when we think of nonprofits, we don't think of huge marketing budgets. But, you know, as as I'm sure you're well aware of, they they need to market their businesses. It's a a do-or-die situation. Um, So they need to be smart. They need to be aggressive. But, you know, how do you find the clients interested, you know, in, in, in your case in social media, you know, is it like traditional marketing? How do you reach these 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 people that that have budgets and and uh, and, and and are interested in your services? Well, the cool thing is, Byron, is that I'm using the tool, the, stu- the strategies, and all this stuff that I that I teach my clients. Right. So mm-hmm. all my leads, all my leads are literally all inbound leads. They're totally inbound. Right. Mm-hmm. People find me on search. They follow me on Twitter. They hear about me from somebody else. They read about me on this blog post. And they, they come to me. I get inbound leads, okay? Now, in terms of in entering a client relationship with them, um, I, you know, I, I don't know any nonprofit, unless it's like, you know, they're, they're the huge national ones, but most of them, you know, they don't have the money right away, okay? But they need to see a return. So what I do is I, um, I have a couple of ways where clients can engage with me in a very low-cost way where they can get huge benefit right up front, okay? I have something that I do. It's called a social media optimizer. And it's basically an entire assessment and audit of whatever they're doing online with my recommendations, like do this, do this, do this, do this, okay? Mm -hmm. Nine times times out of ten, they get that report, and it comes with a screencast, too, like a video of me talking about all their stuff. Nine times out of ten, they come back to me and say, hey, I really like what you told us 